Carefree Parents Podcast, episode 074. You're seen to chat about life, family, and of course, Humphreys McGee. I'm Sarah Jehemiak, podcast host, writer, mom of three, wife, and total Humphreys. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the show. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured part one of my conversation with Umphreys McGee bassist, Ryan Stasek. Such a really, really great conversation. There is a link to that in the show notes so you can listen to it. And I suggest you check that part out before you dive into this week, which will be part two, the conclusion of our conversation. Before we dive into that, I'd like to quickly mention, if you're looking to get the word out about your shirts, pins, jewelry, prints, your band that's going on tour, or your small business that is looking to work with some like-minded folks, Umfreak Parents Podcast would love to help you get the word out with ad time on the show, ticket giveaways, social media plugs, product reviews, and more. Umfreak Parents Podcast can help you reach and be seen by tons of fellow Umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow Umph family. Email umfreakparentspodcast at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more. So here is part two of my chat with Umphreys McGee bassist Ryan Stasek. Enjoy. All right, so let's switch gears. If you were not in music, what would you be doing? Um, um, right now, I think my wife and I would be living in the in the Caribbean somewhere, and I would, uh, I don't know what we would be doing, maybe giving music lessons and renting out jet skis. Nice. Maybe, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It would be something where we would be very... Uh, the least amount of stress mm-hmm. and the most amount of fun, but enough to be able to provide. Obviously I can't do that. We can't live in other countries. Mm-hmm. We can't even live in places that are hard to commute. Um, so we have to be because of the job and the touring and touring is such a big part of it. But I think we both have a, an interest for traveling the world with our children. Mm-hmm. So they're exposed to different cultures and different, uh, just different the width of the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I'd probably be doing that. Maybe roughing it a little bit more. <laughs> well, I don't know what the pay is for renting out jet skis, but it seems pretty. Well, I mean, if you're if you're in the Caribbean, <laughs> I mean, business is probably good. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I had some people that wanted me to ask you, how is your pinky doing? It's okay. I uh, I just went to the, the hand surgeon two days ago, and um, um, funny story is is uh, the problem with with getting appointments with surgeons is that it takes so long that sometimes the the problems um aren't fixed and you have to you require surgery Mm -hmm. um i was at a bus stop with my six-year-old and my new neighbor who moved in with an orthopedic hand surgeon he's like what you got going on there and i showed him i'm like i fractured my pinky the side knuckle got uh chipped off and the bones just kind of hanging out in the in the skin he's like okay well i see that you're just buddy banding it to your other finger and he's like that's not good he's like it needs range of motion and flexibility and you have to rip that scar tissue up and he's like you need to be making and then he took my hand and and 
bent it in like the most excruciating pain. Oh, I, <laughs> I had bent it in a while. And I'm like, wow. He's like, yeah. She's like, is this uncomfortable with this? He's like, you need to be bending this every day, three times a day to get full flexibility, full range of motion and, and the flexibility back. Cause it was bent pretty bad. So now I have this, um, this stretching machine on it. That's kind of getting it to be straight. And I'm two months in, like I'm about 80%. I mean, I can, I can start playing most of our material now that the, the pain is, is not really there. I have a pretty high threshold for pain, so it's getting there. I'd say by New Year's, I should be, I should be okay. I don't require surgery. I'm just trying to get it straight so it's not bent forever. Nice. What did you do? Like, how did that happen? I, um, so I was surfing behind a boat, and... Um, it was a last ride and I, I mean, I'm always very cognizant of the tow rope and, and where I am. And, um, I had, when the rope came back, it caught my pinky and, and connected on it. The, 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 where you hold on to the, yeah. to the handle and the force probably sprained my pinky as well as chipping it. It, oh. when, when the, when the, when the bone came out, it chipped the bone right off the side. Um, oh. and I didn't know for the first couple of weeks, until I had my appointment with my surgeon, we took an x-ray. And he's like, yeah, see that little piece of bone just hanging out there? I was like, yeah, that sucks. Uh, so I thought it was a sprain. I wish it was a sprain. Luckily, no ligament or, or um, tendon damage. But um, you just, just with a kid and just daily usage of doing stuff, you just, how much you use your hand. Plus, I was playing so many gigs with Doom Flamingo and, and Umphreys. It never had time to fully heal. So that's why it's taken a little longer. Yeah. It's not like I'm an athlete getting a professional attention to it every day. Right. So it'll be fine. It's it's a little painful, but it'll be okay. Just right. another shitty thing that happened this year. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. But that just means, you know, the next year is, is the growth and, and the uphill. You know it. And that whole thing. 2020 is going to fucking rock. Fuck yeah, it is. All right. So Umphreys was recently in this studio in Nashville. And then you guys just released the studio version of Crucial Taunt. What can you share with everybody about the sessions you guys recording and what we can look forward to with new music? Um, the Nashville sessions that we recorded, Chris, Chris and Andy live in Nashville, so they stayed at their own place and slept in their own beds. Nice. Um, Jake, Jake, Brennan, Joel, and I got an Airbnb, which oh, was nice. pretty dope. Nice. So every every morning we woke up and cooked a big breakfast, um, coffee, and watched uh, Netflix comedy specials, which was kind of interesting, lighting the mood. Everybody was cracking up. Uh, we went to the studio early, and our goal was um, to write a song and complete it each day from beginning to end, vocals, solos, every, just com complete the song. And that's not usually how we work. Usually we go in the studio and we get all the drum takes first and make sure hopefully most of the bass is lined up and if i'm not i have to go in and, and fix or 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 recreate or make it better uh this time everything was done in one day so we were in there for three days we got three brand new songs done um there was a lot of group effort there was a lot of uh older older legos that we pulled from uh jake and brendan's stash um but every one of us uh, pulled like 15 hour days and were able to complete the songs each day. And, and, and we have three new tunes and I don't think they sound what a, what an, what an, I don't know what an average Humphreys fan would assume they would sound like, mm -hmm. but I don't think they sound anything like someone would expect. Ooh. So it's new and exciting and, and different. There's just different vibes for each tune. 
Very, very cool. It's very exciting. The uh, most exciting part being that it's new. Yeah. That, that's good. Absolutely. So what are the plans in terms of an album? Is that something we could see in 2020 or like kind of playing it by ear right now? Um, everything's kind of playing it by ear right now. And you're also asking the, the guy who's, who's so out of the loop right now because of uh, <laughs> everything that's been going on. I mean, Iceland, we're looking very forward to. Um, we definitely want to bring back the, the uh, Umble or S2 concept, uh, some stuff that we've been sleeping on for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new record we definitely want to work on. Um, we want to release uh, songs that have never been recorded before that we want in, kind of like Crucial Taunt. Mm-hmm. You know, when we have those types of opportunities, that's always pushing forward. Um, we've got some stuff up our sleeve that we're always working on and, 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 but, but the writing and, and, uh, new material, uh, we should see definitely new stuff in 2020. I mean, Joel and Jake have gotten together. Brendan has new stuff. I have new material. Um, Chris has, uh, a lot of, uh, stuff that we haven't dug up and, and gotten into. And, and when we finally get the time to get together and have some uh, runs of not songs necessarily to record, but just to play live Mm -hmm. that we have finished that no one's heard. I think that's a big goal of ours as well. So we can, I mean, we've got close to 10 tunes that are, that are done. We just, we just haven't played them. I mean, shit, we haven't played nether yet off of, uh, it's you. you So we still have songs. We still have songs. We haven't played that we've already released. So there, there's material that, that, when we can find the proper time and, and uh, manage our time properly like adults, um, we're going to have a bunch of new stuff. It's just been, it's been quite a hectic, crazy year. So Yeah, yeah. We can, we can save that nether for Iceland. That'll be okay. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> I would hope it'd be sooner than that. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I mean, I'm speaking completely off my own cuff here, but it, there's no reason it shouldn't be played by New Year's. I mean, oh, we all Halloween recorded it. Would be we cool. all... I won't be there, but Halloween, I think, would be nice and spooky and dark. And It uh... absolutely would. I just I feel like it's just uh, songs that haven't been touched in that long and, and uh, vocally and everything need a few runs. And I just don't even know if we'll have enough time to get together before Halloween, but, but definitely New Year's. So is that the reason why that song has not been played live yet? Is it just because you guys haven't had the time to run through it no. after recording it or no i, I mean I, I really don't have a definitive answer for you i mean i, I can blame i mean we could sit here and say we're just umphreys is being lazy or you know or, or <laughs> umphreys, not a word and, i would and, use to describe you guys at all <laughs> no i think i think it's uh it just hasn't jumped to the top of our priority list with so much stuff going on i love the song you know i love the metal stuff i love the heavier stuff yeah um, I loved it. I was a, the big proponent of that song even getting recorded. It almost didn't even make the, the rounds when we were in there. And I put my foot down. I was like, dude, this riff is, this is some heavy stuff. And Jake was playing the, uh, the seven string and, um, it'll, it'll get out there. We just, we just have, we, fortunately we've been busy and unfortunately we've been busy. Right. So, yeah. you know, and it's not like we don't like the song. We love the song. I just, it just hasn't happened. That's yeah. all I can really say. So how do you think that the touring schedule that Umphreys is, I mean, you guys are really pretty sound in, in your routine of your touring. How do you think that that's helped keep the band fresh to continue and also to continue to create good music? Um, that goes kind of back to, to my answer before with everybody maturing and figuring out how to treat their bodies and how to treat themselves 
And um, for those of us that are parents, uh, prioritizing our, our work schedule as far as our family schedule. Luckily, Humphreys, we've kind of figured out what the balance, uh, balance is a good word, uh, mm-hmm. of being away and being home is, how we utilize our time on the road, being creative, how we u- utilize it ourselves off the road while we're being good family men or, or, or good, decent humans, and then still you know, honing our craft. So balance is the big one. But again, we've been so busy um, and we have so much on the plate that that's, that's how we're trying to get songs like Nether back in the mix, but get new songs in there and, and, uh, and be a part of it. I mean, we're, we're still figuring it out after 21 years, mm-hmm. but I think we've got the travel part down. You know, burning out is relative to, to anybody. Mm-hmm. You can burn out. It doesn't have to be um, amounts on the road and days in a row or shows you played. I mean, you can creatively burn out sometimes and have to rejuvenate that or, or take a break. I think breaks are very important in anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to put things down and then when you revisit them later, it's, it feels fresh and you're excited. I mean, uh, my, uh, for instance, my piano has been in storage for two years. I just got it out last week and I can't stop playing and creating and touching because I haven't been able to show it love for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to take breaks from things or, or have them taken from you and then reintroduce them as well. And, uh, and Humphrey does that with uh, being away. And then we see each other like, Hey, let's work on this. Hey, let's work. Let's, I've got this riff. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So I want to talk about doom flamingo. Sure. First, I want to say how amazing Kanika is. I, uh, I just fangirl over her so hard, honestly. She's just, she's beautiful. Her voice is amazing. She's a mom too, I think, right? Like, she's, yeah, she has four kids. That's amazing. Like, it, she's just so, so awesome. And anytime I've seen her sing with Umphreys, it just goosebumps. Just absolutely amazing. Anyway, yeah. So tell me how Doom Flamingo became a thing like whose idea it was and and then how you kind of found everybody and brought it together okay well the the long story short is is i had a gig for the omega moves in charleston a few, excuse me a few years back and uh the moves canceled and i told vince um and hank uh who hank orton who works with us with doom flamingo was very instrumental in putting together this group um i said listen keep the spot for me I don't have any friends down here. You know, I'd moved down here and I'm a dad, so I don't get out as much. I was like, it'd be great to meet some local musicians. Um, Hank, can you help me do that? And Vince kept the spot. And between Vince, Hank, and myself and, and the few musicians that I did know, we put together um, this uh, group of fantastic players. And uh, I had not met Kanika. Uh, I already started the band with her before I had even met her. And I ended up meeting her while I was on stage during an everyone orchestra uh, concert and Mike Quinn, our sax player brought her over and she came up and, and improvised. And I was like, damn, this girl's great. And, and everything about her, she's genuine. She's beautiful. She's a true rock star. Her, and she's super talented. She's an awesome mom. Uh, she, she's just a great person in general. And I'm just so proud to be in a project with her mm-hmm. because I, I want everyone to hear, hear and see what she can do and what the rest of the band can do. Yeah. And, you know, everybody down here is so versatile in every genre, um, but we just settled on synthwave being the direction that we wanted to take, you know, fun dance type music with an 80s influence, but also has um, a dark vibe, a doom vibe, if you will, and a flamingo vibe. So we, we, we're also currently trying to get a record out. 
and working on new material as well. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to the rehearsal yesterday because um, home renovations and, and children. Um, but they all got together, and we have a bunch of new material where we're working with that group as well. So, you know, a lot on the plate and moving forward and, and very excited about it. That is very exciting. So you also mentioned that Omega Moves is kind of kind of resurging, coming back together. Yeah. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, well, we have a new drummer, Nick Blasky, mm-hmm. uh, the badass bass player from formerly of Ray's Music Exchange that Umphreys used to tour with in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's a badass drummer. And he was looking for a gig, and we were looking for a drummer. Um, and he, he, you know, he's, he's our new guy. And Jamie's had some time now that the new deal is back together. And, and Brendan and I just have so much fun um, making music with those guys and, and playing, uh, you know, late 70s, 80s tunes and, and kind of improvising. We're doing some gigs in Chicago. We're going to do uh, Martyrs, and then we're doing the Vic Theater. So we're going to bust out uh, some new tunes and, and the hard part with that band is just getting together to have some rehearsals. Yeah. You know, but luckily a lot of it's improv, so try to get that 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 ball greased and get it rolling. So we, we're trying to play more gigs than just once a year. Yeah. Keep keep it fresh. Yeah, for sure. So I gotta ask. I know you are a Sturgill Simpson fan. First of yeah. all, what are your thoughts on the new album? <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, I thanks. really do. Same. It's so good. My husband and I could not stop listening to it. It's just, it's amazing. I've not had the chance to watch the Netflix film yet. Have you watched that? Uh, I fell asleep because I put it on when I was super tired. Um, I knew, I knew I was going to fall asleep, but I, I attempted, I need to, I need to attempt it again. Um, but my, my wife loves the, um, What's the? She loves a good look, and I like make art, not friends. Oh, there's so many. There's every every track is great, and I'm friends with Chuck, uh, Chuck Bartles, who's uh, the bass player there. He lives in Detroit. He's a badass player. Um, it's just great stuff because it has a little bit of that synthwave vibe and 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 rock and roll, but it's still um, country, I guess. If if you're gonna generalize, but it's a rock and record, man. I'm I'm a big fan. It is that and the new tool have been getting a lot of spins. Um, from me lately and then I've been listening to a lot of stuff that uh that Tim Lefebvre is involved in a great bass player mm-hmm. he's he's in LA and he's involved in so many projects and with so many different players it's always fun to hear what he's doing because he kind of pushes the edge with uh effects and electronic music mm-hmm. and it's 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 more on the jazzier side I guess and and and, and artful noise than um it's not it's not like a DJ or, or like Skrillex or something. You know what I mean? Okay. It's not, but that, it's not that type of electronic music. It's, oh. it's live instrumentation and, and effects. And I don't know. I've, I've always admired him as a, as a bass hero and, and what his, uh, what he's into and who he's playing with and, and what sounds he's digging up. Dude's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I think my husband would be yeah. in, into that too. Um, so since you are friends with Chuck Bartles, which when he sat in with you guys, that was phenomenal. That guy blew my yeah. mind. Um, there, so, he's ripping, man. Oh, that was just nuts. Um, so what about a Sturgill sit in? Like, is that, is that I mean, you know, it, if it, if it, if it, if he obliges or if he's around and he's aware, then absolutely. You yeah. know, I mean, we've, ne- we've never been a band to shy away from any sort of sit in. So, yeah. um, if they're, if they're, uh, 
if they're into it and they want to send out good vibes and make some good music, man, please. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. It would be very awesome. So when was the last time you intentionally went to see live music? Who did you go see? I, I just brought my kids to um, the Into the Woods Festival. It was Mickey's first time wearing some headphones and uh, and running around uh, exploring the festival. Um, Robo Trio and Friends, uh, a lot of local musicians that the, the Poor House put this on here in, in Charleston. Um, we didn't go specifically to see any bands. We just wanted to see live music so she could be there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I go when I can. I mean, I, I just booked a flight home from Philly to go see Slayer and Primus and Phil Anselmo's group. I think he's playing some Pantera. And then my wife and I are going to go see Tool. So those are the two big ones. And then Fish is obviously coming here in Charleston. I think they're doing three nights. I'm going to bring my kid to one, and then I'll probably go uh, one night with the wife so we can have some fun. Right. So that's, that's what's on the schedule right now. Very nice. Very awesome. So you mentioned Into the Woods. <clears throat> that is at the same place where the Woodlands Fest is going to be held. Is that correct? Yeah. Awesome property. Awesome, awesome property. Uh, the, the, the Woodlands Festival is going to be super awesome in uh, November 9th weekend. Mm-hmm. The weather's great. It's cooled down. The bugs are gone, and it's just it's going to be perfect. And the lineup looks sweet as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what can you tell me uh, about, it, it says it's curated by Umphreys McGee. Please explain more of what that means. Yeah, it's just our involvement of, of hosting it and having the bands be down here and being in Charleston, Vince and I living down here, and, um, you know, the New Deal and, and uh, our, some of our friends, Big Something being on the bill. Um, our friends, Vince, our management, and, and George and Hank from Friends with Benefits who found, you know, helped find the property and the land and, and uh, you know, being over there to, to learn about it and let it maybe potentially grow into uh, an area that could have live music that, that people can camp and, and really have a good time. So the, the, these first events are the first two events that they've had on that land? I, I don't know the history completely. It, you, you, that would be a Vince question. Okay. Um, I think they were doing some stuff there before, but I, nothing on the regular. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I know that it's changing reins, and, and uh, it's going to become something that they're hoping to be more consistent. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And I like the idea of the the late, you know, like the late fall festival. Oh, perfect, like, man. It, and it's, it's still cool. nice here, yeah. Yeah. Short store in the day, jeans and sweatshirt at night, you know, it's perfect. Perfect, for sure. So let's talk about 2020. Umphreys McGee is going to be hitting some awesome fucking places. <laughs> I mean, you guys are playing Iceland. You guys are playing the Caverns in February. Like, it, you've got to be so excited for that. Um, I am. I'm, I'm beyond excited. Uh, the Caverns is, is a new addition. That that should be a, a real treat. I know the fans and, uh, and people were very excited about that. And then Iceland, I've never been. Um, I think the reason it's sold out so quickly is I think a lot of people haven't been. And, mm-hmm. and um, instead of being afraid of the cold, the northern lights might be a, a huge draw, plus those wonderful pools you can dip in. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I can't. I can't even believe that we're going to Iceland anyways, and then to see you guys play music, and 
it's so funny. I was telling my dad right after you guys announced it, and I was like, yeah, we're going to see Humphreys in Iceland. And he's like, what are you doing? You're going to Iceland? And I'm like, I know. It's I, it's so crazy to think about, but it's going to be just amazing. Yep. So here's my tip for you and the listeners if you're going to Iceland. Okay. Um, Iceland is extremely expensive. So if you're going to, when you get off the plane, depending how long your stay is, and, and the duty-free shop is magic. If you drink wine and you drink beer, booze, or you want to get load up on as much stuff as you can stock up, that is the secret. And then bring it to your hotel or your Airbnb or wherever you're staying. Um, because I think everything else is, is, uh, is, uh, yeah. the price tag is way up there. Yeah. That's what, that's so. what I've heard. That's a great tip. I didn't even think about a duty free being in there. That's a great tip. Yeah. Thank you very much. You got it. So my last question since you guys obviously play anywhere in the world now, where is a place that you would like to play? I know Metallica has played some pretty crazy places, you know. So where is a place that you would love to see Umphreys play? Uh, well, that, that's easy. Uh, in South America. I've never been to South America. Okay. I feel um, all, the, all the old DVDs I have of Rush and Slayer and, and all these bands that go down to, like, Brazil and Argentina – just rabid fans. I feel like the reception could, would be wonderful. I know there's a Lollapalooza down there in Argentina, maybe. Um, I'd love to do that. Um, I want to play in Alaska. It's the one state I've never been. Um, it, uh, I think Humphreys has never played there. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fantastic. And then uh, I think going back to Japan is pretty necessary. Yeah. Yeah. That would be very cool. That'd be very, very cool. Well, the sky's the yeah. limits for you guys, that's for sure. So, <laughs> 2020, 2020, here we go. 2020 is the year, and it's the year for Umphreys, and it's the year for the Stay Six, for sure. Yeah, I feel good about that. Positive, yeah. you gotta stay positive. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful speaking to you, and I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, I appreciate it.